0: This is John Katsimatides, this is Cats at Night, the number one show on Mondays through Fridays between 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock, and this is a TriCast, broadcasting on AM 970 The Answer, and it's wabcradio.com, 770 on your dollar, and WLIR in uh, Long Island. And in the studio with us we have uh, a Common Sense Democrat, uh, we have Judge Richard Weinberg, Common Sense Republican, Congressman Peter King, and a special guest. To watch over Peter King, we have his wife, Rosemary King. How are you, Rosemary?
1: Very well, John.
0: Well, you know, we need some common sense in this room, and I hope you're able to offer some common sense to us.
2: I've been trying for over 55 years, so I don't know if I've gotten any place yet.
0: Well, it's good to see you, and welcome, you so welcome, much. welcome. And my sidekick, Lydia Serrani. How are you, Lydia?
3: I'm doing well, sir. We have a fantastic show for everyone tonight. We'll be speaking with Charlie Gasparino about that Fed rate hike and what this means for the economy. Are we in a recession or not? Kathy Wild, she's going to talk to us about possible congestion pricing coming to New York City. Oh, boy. Senator Alphonse D'Amato, he's... Uh, He's got a lot to say, of course. And Dr. Mark Siegel. But first on the line, we have one of New York City's greatest uh, police commissioners that ever served. He served two terms as a New York City police commissioner, and he previously served as a commissioner of the Boston Police Department, as well as a chief of Los Angeles Police Department. So let's just say he knows a little bit about law enforcement. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Commissioner Bill Brighton.
4: Good evening, everybody. Great to be with you once again.
0: Well, you kept the city safe, and the city was a great place to be. And and uh, right now, uh, everybody's worried. I mean, uh, Eric Adams is jumping up and down and said and and said to the governor and said to uh, uh, the state assembly and uh, and the state senate. And you know, why don't you guys go in session and do something? And and the, the governor
3: hasn't done anything. And our uh, Hasty refused to say. What, what, what did Hasty say? No need. No need, no need for a special session, no need to adjust the bail reform. And then Commissioner Bratton, I know you saw that video, too. There's two videos that have now gone viral. One of them of a teenager who was let out less than 24 hours later, battering a transit officer. And just a few days earlier, he had been arrested for a robbery, also had a a loaded weapon with him less than a year ago. So two felony charges also let go. Then. We have another video up in the Bronx where a guy, two cops are trying to arrest a guy and you had bystanders jump in and they actually bit one of the officers on the hand to stop him. And then as he got away, they cheered. I mean, the lawlessness going on in New York City, it, it's, it's unbelievable that this is actually happening.
4: And it's going to continue to happen. It's going to continue to increase that effectively in New York City and increasingly around the country. The deck is stacked against uh, cops, and uh, that means against the law-abiding public. Uh, The two videos you referenced are being viewed by millions of people around the world, and it's a reflection of the fact that uh, we are losing control over the disorder in the city. Uh, The mayor is trying, talks a lot, but uh, doesn't seem to uh, be having any effect on the people who really are going to – have to make the changes, and that's uh, Albany legislators, uh, governor, and the city council. They have created this mess. Uh, they seem to have turned a blind eye toward, toward it. The irony of it is the people most affected by it is their constituency. So many of these laws were changed to try and uh, protect the minority population in the city, in the state, black and brown. But if you look at the, uh, the principal victims of the crime in this city, in the state, and who's committing it, it's black and brown. So in terms of, uh, I just scratch my head at what are they thinking? What the hell were they thinking? And uh, it's going to take more than just words from the mayor. Uh, he's going to have to start uh, acting more forcefully, and difficult uh, situation politically for him, but uh, he and his commissioner we're going to have to get out there and do more than talk about this issue because it is getting out of control.
1: Hey, this is Pete King. I look forward to seeing you later on in Raphael's book signing. I just have a basic question, though. You know, the most elementary thing a cop has to do is make an arrest. And I've been told by any number of cops that if somebody is resisting being handcuffed, it's almost impossible to handcuff them without using some type of physical force. And that was, to me, what that viral video showed the other day. They're trying to handcuff this guy. He's resisting. People are jumping all around. And, I, again, I think if this was 5, 10, 15 years ago, the cops would take him down and handcuff him. But they really can't do that when there's, when there's a crowd around. Am I oversimplifying that or what?
4: You're hitting the nail on the head watching those videos that, one, the department needs to do a lot more training of its personnel personnel. Uh, as you saw, those officers in both instances were attempting to restrain these people by grabbing their arms. Uh, they were not using any of their weapons in terms of tasers or the asps that they carry, which is basically a metal of art. Uh, they are just not trained adequately to deal with the limitations that this state legislature and this city council in New York have placed upon them. In the city council of New York, it's the only city in America— where under a city law it forbids an officer from doing anything that mm-hmm. would compress the suspect's diaphragm, <clears> meaning they can't use any pressure on the chest or any pressure on the back. Uh, how the hell are you supposed to make an arrest if you only can grab that individual's arms? And that's what you saw happening in the Bronx yeah. arrest in that video. They were holding on to his arms and I'll tell you, anybody can resist getting their arms behind their back, even with two cops trying to do it. Particularly two cops were trying to do it with a mob of uh, 10 or 15 knuckleheads trying to interrupt the arrest. Several things that are impacting also on the ability of the cops, apart from not enough training, uh, is certainly not enough support from this uh, group of DAs in this city. DAs in this city will not charge people for resisting arrest. against the law to resist arrest. They will not charge for it. They will not effectively uh, charge adequately for assaults on police officers. Every one of those knuckleheads in the Bronx incident, those 10 people, uh, basically should be charged with aiding and abetting the escape of a prisoner. And they were assaulting those officers. They were photographing everything, hoping they could get more physical use of force from those cops. Uh, This situation is getting out of control. That stupid situation that happened on the J train, those cast of clowns basically in their, uh, uh, their bathing suits and the, the, the women in the jerking and the twerking. Uh, we are defining norms of behavior now because we are not punishing aberrant norms of behavior. Every one of those clowns should have been arrested uh, if they're if, uh, if capable of doing it. And there's enough videos going around that they can be identified, but guaranteed, the GAs won't do anything about that type of behavior. So I've got smoke coming out of my ears, Peter, and you referenced earlier that you and I are going to be at an event tonight over at the Yale Club, Manhattan Institute-sponsored event. Raphael Manguel, one of the uh, most great guy. Uh, interesting great. Uh, researchers in America today, a, a, a successor to the great George Kelly and O.W. Wilson, has written a memorable book that pushes back on all of this far-left woke crap that we're uh, involved in in America today. And it's, uh, he takes on every one of their arguments and basically presents a factual repudiation of it. I'm looking forward to it and promulgate that book as much as we can. John, I would suggest you get him on your show as fast as possible to talk about his book. because John, he is terrific. Peter, why book.
0: don't you suggest it to him? Maybe we'll bring him on tomorrow uh, Friday.
1: Okay, Bill and I go to see him tonight. He's right. the best. He's, so, he's a yeah, Hispanic like gentleman. Just, he's great. We've
0: had him on. We've had him on. We've,
1: we've had, had him on. Well, we now the book on. is out.
3: Yeah, we'll have him on again. Judge Weinberg,
0: now they're even starting to blame the judges. And, and somebody at breakfast this morning uh, said to me, well, the judges didn't do anything.
2: <laughs> the judges.
4: Well, that's well, what well, Governor Hochul well, said. Let, well, let, let, let's be let's be frank with that, that uh, while we're trying to give judges more power, like the district attorneys, there are unfortunately a number of judges who are so far to the left, it's one of them, they have fallen off the planet. And that's part <laughs> of the problem in New York when you've got progressive left woke uh, officials appointing progressive woke left judges. That nobody wants to punish anything for anything. Uh, They're trying to uh, make up for uh, years of what they felt was abuse. And that's the beauty of Raphael's book. He pushes back on this whole issue of mass incarceration and all the arguments that are being made uh, as to why we shouldn't arrest anybody, why we should have all these types of alternative treatment programs. He tears it all apart. And, John, with your influence, the New York Post, Wall Street Journal, his book needs to be reviewed by them and get it out to a much wider audience because it's it's, a, it's the best book on this issue that I've seen in the last dozen years. We'll,
0: we'll have him on again.
4: We'll have so, him on so again.
3: Judge Weinberg, what do you have to say, the judge regarding that teenager uh-huh. that beat up the cop? Her name is Judge Althea Drysdale. Judge Althea she Drysdale. Used
2: to, Althea used to appear before me. She's a former, She's a very nice lady, former legal aid lawyer, uh, on so why ver- let this clown on out? A, on a very far He left. beat up a cop. A, because, She's a legal because, aid lawyer. Because she was a very far left legal aid lawyer, nice lady. She doesn't know what her job is, most respectfully. Let me point out a, a couple of things. Number one, the commission is absolutely correct. The people who make the appointments for the judges, if you have left-wing so-called social justice appointed – mayors, you're going to have those kinds of people appointed. If you have the political machines, they elect people to uh, the Supreme Court and they pick out the politically correct woke candidates for the judgeships, you're going to have bad judges. I am telling you, my friends, Commissioner, the ones who I serve with are still on the bench. Their eyes bleed and their head explodes because of situations like that. But let me suggest at least a a couple of changes they can make in the the bail law. Number one, Give the judges power with somebody dangerous to hold them in. Make that determination only, only state in the entire country where you can't do that. Number two, you have resisting arrest, you make it bail eligible. You, you hold them in if they resist arrest. Next, the crowds that push somebody, obstruction of uh, governmental administration, you make that bail eligible. Let these people who are interfering with the law enforcement doing their jobs trying to make the arrest get them Hold them in on on bail. That's what you have to do.
4: Also, Judge, get rid of that. Raise the age. uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Family court is a joke.
2: uh, Family court is a joke for dealing with tough people.
4: The thug that was involved in this, the uh, uh, district attorney keeps referring to him as a child. Not a child. He's a 16-year-old thug, a knucklehead, and he's on the escalator uh, going up, committing more and more serious crime. At some point in time, that kid's going to be killed by another cat, the thug, or he's going to kill somebody. uh, And then we're all going to look back and say what went wrong. What went wrong was, one, raised the age that they don't treat him as an adult. Because that 16-year-old thug is no child. I'm sorry. He's he's, uh, he's accelerated uh, his uh, uh, progression through childhood very, very quickly. And that cop the other night, thank God there were other cops there, because otherwise that uh, young thug might have ended up taking the life of that police officer.
3: And and he could have killed that police officer. And even for the benefit of the sixteen year old, even if you do want to call him a child, jail might be the best thing for him. Without him understanding that there are repercussions to his actions, that if he jumps somebody in midtown and robs them of his cell phone, they'll go to jail. Or if you go to uh with somewhere with a loaded gun, you should go to jail. If you beat up a cop, you should go to jail. And so it is send it's not it's sending that kid a wrong message and it's sending all New Yorkers a wrong message that you can do whatever you want and there are no repercussions to your actions?
4: Let me give you two sets of figures that uh, assaults on police officers year to date this year. There have been 946 of them. Last year at this time, there had been 708. So we pay a lot of attention to the growth in crime. Subway crime is up over 50 percent. Citywide crime is up over 40 percent. And even the celebration of murders and uh, shootings being down last month, my prediction is they're going to go up during the course of the summer. Bill,
1: that 900
4: number, what was that when you were
1: commissioner? It sold on cops.
4: Were, those numbers were much less, uh, yeah. Peter, that, uh, way back in the day. But yeah. the, the, the judge makes our yeah, point. Of, we don't punish anybody with <clears throat> disrespect for the law. And who is the law on the street wearing that blue uniform, putting their lives on the line? It's the cops. And right now they're not getting backing from political leadership in the state, in the city, other than the mayor. And the mayor basically is trying – but it's going to take more than words. It's going to take a lot of uh, uh, political gamesmanship mm-hmm. to uh, basically get these uh, knuckleheads up in Albany to recognize they are destroying the city, they're destroying the state, and eventually they're going to destroy the economy. And then who suffers? Basically the people who put them in office. Who do we ultimately blame for this? People who elect these characters. Right. We need to put more attention on the voters who basically, unfortunately, uh, what are they voting for? They're basically voting to be raped, robbed, and murdered.
0: Commissioner Bratton, thank you for everything you've done and continue to speak out for our, our city, our state, our country. Thank you so much and we'll catch up again real soon.
4: That was great, Bill. Happy. All okay. the best. Peter, see you later. Right. All the best.